When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My talkers, happy Monday and a beautiful one at that. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia and we've got something special for anybody who's listening right now. We do. Uh, Saturday night, the so-called nerd prom was happening. The White House Correspondence Dinner happened yes. in Washington, D.C. And this is... Uh, it benefits, like, uh, they do scholarships for journalists, but it's sort of a mix of journalists. Uh, re- this year we had uh, Van- Lisa Vanderpump and two of the Vanderpump <laughs> people, but kind of who's ever sort of like a, a big who. in Holly. It's a yeah. who's who yeah. of people. Yeah. And Did you watch, excuse did me, you watch it last night? Uh, I watched the, the comedy a little I bit. Watched yeah. comedy, I watched yeah. I watched Roy's set a little bit. He was good. Roy Wood Jr. is coming to the Fillmore um, on Saturday, November 11th. Tickets go on sale this Friday, but he was the host of the evening. And we have a pair of tickets for caller 7 651 He was very <laughs> he funny. funny. He had some really great jokes. We posted um, the red carpet. Uh, Kelly Ripa was there with Mark Consuelos. Julia Fox came with her face powdered out white. Oh, dear. Very, very strange, you know, like the geisha makeup. Yes. Um, And Chrissy Teigen was there. But, yeah, the one that everyone was buzzing about was Lisa Vanderpump, flanked by Ariana Maddox and Lala Kent. People are, like, losing their minds. But it is just sort of a mix of Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. So I think they always invite, like, talk show hosts. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yes. Yeah, and... Um, yes. Um, so anyway, uh, Grant's going to get the seventh caller, but Roy Wood Jr., and he's a contributor on The Daily Show. Yes. Is how people know him. But yes. he was very, very funny. And Biden, President Biden was actually, I mean, he had some good writers making some jokes. About himself, which is what they do. It's funny. Yeah. I always think this is a funny thing. Well, a president hasn't gone to this in six years. Because President Trump Didn't never want, went. I know. And I don't know what happened with the two years before that. Yeah, so, I don't either. Anyway, the nerd prom is what they call it. The nerd prom happened in tonight. What are we going to call this? The prom of uh, the well, clothing prom. It's the Met Gala. Uh-huh. It's happening. It's you know what? Here is a good reminder for people for the Met Gala. And this is from Tom and Lorenzo, our mm-hmm. fashion guys. Mm-hmm. They want to remind everybody that the Met Gala is not a costume party. And the party's theme refers to the current exhibit at the Met Costume Institute. Yes. Which relies on the gala for its funding. It's okay if people don't dress for the theme as long as they dress formally. They are trying to avoid 2019's and let 
endless yes, but is it camp discourse? Oh gosh, remember that? Because mm-hmm. you did wonder, and was that macchiata or what was that year? Remember a uh, machine versus? I mean, they've had some weird themes that you're like. You go off track that it's just a fundraiser for... You don't have to dress for the thing. You just have to dress formally. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Now, Willie Nelson had his 90th birthday party. We know a couple of people who went Mm -hmm. to this show at the Hollywood Bowl. It was Saturday and Sunday night. Your cousin. Michael went, yes. No, the other one, Christina. And then, um, I think, Colleen. Oh, Colleen was there. I think so. Colleen, you are living your, your best, best life. life. My so, gosh, I love it. Um, the I LA- thought Jennifer Garner was there. Helen Mirren was there. Owen Wilson, Wilson was, was there. MC, but uh, uh, the LA Times wrote it wasn't an exaggeration to say you could trace the history of America's music over 100 years over the two nights of Willie Nelson Long Story Short at the Hollywood Bowl. This, according to 45 artists, took the stage. Unbelievable. To honor Willie um, over the two nights. And the only concession to his age was he did sit in a chair. Okay. Because I guess it was like three hours both nights. And so according to the LA Times, these were the moments that stood out musically and emotionally. Last night, Keith Richards uh, came out. He was beaming. He had a leather jacket, bandana. It's good to be here. Good to be anywhere. And Willie and Keith teamed on a beautifully crusty version of Waylon Jennings' We Had It All, which sounded about a million years old in Billy Joe Shaver's Live Forever. And uh, Cheryl Crow also was there on Sunday night. She told the story about 27 years ago. She was getting ready to go on stage with Willie Nelson at the Beacon in New York, and she was nervous. Chris Christopherson told her, don't try to sing with him, just sing louder than him. <laughs> And she said, Willie's the only person who ever offered my dad a joint. Her version of Crazy, which Willie Nelson wrote that song and Patsy Cline recorded it and made made her a star. It brought the crowd to its feet because it was such an amazing performance. Emmy Lou. Are they going to tell it? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping gonna, that I'm they taped that. it. I'm just going to look that up because I didn't. Yeah, but where would you? Have I don't remember them saying that they were going to broadcast But they could have been doing could, it. Yeah, yeah, and then do it later for like a doc or something. Something. Yeah. And uh, Lucas Nelson, um, he was there last night. And his that's Willie Nelson's son. Um, yeah. Uh, the LA Times said his version of Angel Flying Too Close to the Ground was maybe the best performance of the weekend. And uh, George Strait and Willie Nelson on Saturday night um, opened with their 2019 novelty song, Sing One with Willie. And he loves to yuck it up. And also they sang the hell out of um, Poncho and and Lefty, which Willie recorded with Merle Haggard in the 80s. And then Roseanne Cash and Chris Christopherson sang together on Saturday night. Standing ovation from the crowd for 86-year-old Chris Christopherson. They sang Loving Her Was Easier Than Anything I'll Ever Do Again. And Christopherson, who's attributed his well-documented memory troubles to Lyme disease, was a bit shaky, yet movingly determined as he traded lines with Roseanne Cash. And, of course, Chris Christopherson and her, you know, Roseanne's dad, Johnny Cash, they were in the highway men together. Yeah. So I guess that was a very 
poignant moment. Chris Stapleton there. Yeah, on Saturday night. I, I don't think he can, but no, right, as of right now, it doesn't now. look like. Yeah. No, he sang Always on My Mind, and the first thing I needed, first thing this morning, he got, you know, two of the luscious slow jams. And then uh, Sturgill Simpson on Saturday night was also considered a highlight. And uh, Beck, unbelievable, was also considered a highlight for Saturday night. He countrified uh, hands on the wheel and people so underestimated him. We, big, missed, we missed a big one. We, we talked briefly about this. I had FOMO for Jazz Fest this weekend mm-hmm. and, and this uh, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson 90th birthday because they did announce this like back in January. They did. And um, we were like, oh, we should go out there. It's the last weekend in April. And what were we thinking? We didn't do it. We didn't. Damn it. We didn't But do anyway, it, it is... Uh, it, it it sounded like that would have just been really amazing yes. night of two nights of music. So good for Willie. No He's kidding. Louise. No kidding. All right, listen, Julia, it's time for Random Thoughts. We'll be right back. Lori and Julia here for David and the team at First Equity Mortgage. We're going to have a be testimonial Monday. This is from Brian and Sarah. Above and beyond customer service expertise and available when needed. David has been stellar through all transactions we've had over decades. So fortunate and grateful to have as our broker. So obviously, they have used David a few times. Yes, I love that. I love that. And also, here's another one. Just all they were, all this couple wrote was just wonderful, wonderful experience from start to finish. And that's kind of what you want because it can feel stressful. Yeah, and I know people who that. have you know. Um, are trying to buy a home right now. It is tight. There are multiple offers going up on homes. Mm-hmm. You really need to have your ducks in a row and make sure you're being represented by, by First Equity. They're local. People in the community know them. The real estate agents know them, know they're going to close on time. Make it so easy for you. That's First Equity. Keyword David at my talk. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That is all it is. All right. So I've got a way for everyone to make money. This has been circulating for the last week or so that Facebook is uh, has settled a $725 million lawsuit. Basically, for anybody that has been on Facebook from 2006 to um in the last 16 years to 2021, I think you can have a chance to get a piece of the class action lawsuit because Facebook, they uh, revealed. Get $7. Well, it doesn't matter. You maybe it could be eight. Maybe people <laughs> think I don't want to sign up because everyone's going to do it. But the um, they used your personal data with third parties, including consulting firm for the Trump campaign. Although, uh, duh. <laughs> although the face, Facebook officials have agreed to the settlement, they've denied any wrongdoing. Here's the website. Because I keep saying you can do it, you can do it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where do you do it? Yeah, where do you do it's it? It's called FacebookUserPrivacySettlement.com. Oh. I feel, yeah, I mean, this is like... Um, but I know, but I've yeah. never, I've been involved. I mean, have you ever gotten a check from a class action lawsuit? Oh, I think I did once. I think I did for some, I can't remember what it was for. I think it was for something thyroid related, something to do with, with, uh. And just because you had gotten the prescription, they sent you a check and you didn't have to sign up? No, I had to do, I did have to go sign up. Yeah. The thing is, is this is just BS because they're just mining our data. This is like that show Rabbit Hole that Kiefer Sutherland is in. This is all that that story is about is how... 
much your data all, your data is worth to people. And it's like the Fox News and the Dominion thing. Yeah, we knew we were uh, doing lies and stuff, but we admit no wrong. But here's seven hundred and fifty million dollars. So same thing with Facebook. Yeah, a lot of these data situations too. It's like if you go to Zillow or any of these websites where you have to sign up to get access to their thing. That's the data they're talking about because then they follow your trends. They can go see your buying history. Yeah. That information is simple as just looking right. for homes. Right, can be sold by these companies. So when Zillow sells, it's not selling Zillow's technology they're actually going to sell your data because that's yes. worth more to them than their technology right yes. it's crazy right okay so right, i so just where do we I go just, again facebook user privacy settlement.com okay period right. money um, and i just you know on those things i was at the doctor's office right before work about something on one of my knuckles and i just i typed in ath and literally arthritis and the type that we were talking about popped up right there. I mean, it's so bizarre. I think everyone's listening at all times, so just be careful. Mm. Um, okay, so this week, something fun. If Did you guys ever like going through the fun House of Mirrors and stuff at the State Fair? The House of Fun, you know? Oh, yeah. Casey so- just went to a Mirror of Mazes at the Mall of America last Friday. Is yeah. this what you're going to tell me about well, that? it's just mirror opened, maze? yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It just opened, and it's <laughs> mind-bending holograms, stereograms, optical illusion, immersive brain rooms. What did he say? Well, because he was, he said to me Friday morning, before, you know, you go to work, can you find something for me to do fun with the kids? It doesn't cost really too much money and so i looked at the mall of america Uh and no it was like ten dollars well that must have been a special oh maybe Mm -hmm. but it was ten but it was the mirror mazes or what's it called it's called the gal museum of illusions yeah he had to the kids had to help him out he couldn't find (laughs) his way out they were very good reading the maze and right? figuring out he they Did had he to find him fun? they he, went through and he didn't come out oh and they my were, gosh so he, they had to get him but he said it was blast and it's pretty cool that's what so it's on the second floor yeah. of the mall of america on the north end and there's 60 different exhibits that you can go immerse yourself in and it opens to the public big time and they must have been having a soft opening this Friday. And maybe he only did the one thing, the mirror maze, right. where you run through like just one part of it. But it's but he said it was just kind of a fun thing to do, you know, for an hour with the kids. Yeah. And they got quite a kick that he couldn't figure his way out. Boy, kids like it when grandma and grandpa can't figure things out. I think that's just the way that that is. If you're planning ahead, and I think next week's going to even be warmer, um, May 8th through the 15th is when the tulips are going to be in big time bloom at the Arboretum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when beautiful. I was in um, Seattle, tulips were in bloom. Yeah. There's nothing like it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be next week at the Arboretum. Um, I love this. And, you know, we we kind of fell in love with with Kevin from The <laughs> Office when he was on Watch What Happens Live, Brian Br- Baumgartner. Which we were so awful. He wanted to talk to us all the time all at the, the time. SAG Awards, and we would, like, hide behind the bush. Oh. Here come those office people again. Here come again. the office people. Let's hide. We, we did. It was, it was terrible. Well, he was so charming and delightful and mm-hmm. kind and fun, but he is a cook, and he's a chili um, a, you know, aficionado. aficionado, and he has a new cookbook out all about different chili recipes, and he's going to be at the mall of Maplewood Mall, which is a different mall. If you haven't been there, you can ride these motorized little llamas and sheep yeah. that go pretty fast. Yeah, It's really funny. That would be a fun thing for Casey to do yeah. at Maplewood Mall. At the Maplewood Mall. They have some funny little things for kids there. Okay. And so this is going to be at the Maplewood Mall this... Um, it's May 6th, right? Yeah, this Saturday. Yeah. At the Barnes & Noble. And if you were a fan of The Office, the infamous chili cook-off where he like brings his pot of chili in. Is and that then his real chili? It was, well, well, no, actually, be, there's a story behind it, but to make the spill happen because of the... They had to put styrofoam on the bottom to keep the chili on top for the spill to look magical. But it's a scene, it's a very infamous scene from The right. Office where he spills his chili all over the floor. Hence, he's come out with this 177 of the best chili recipes in the world. That'd be a fun little event. I think so. And he, it's not just his. It's restaurant owners, yes. chili chefs, yes. chili cook-off winners. And I just, he was so delightful and charming. I almost <laughs> feel like that would be fun to go see him. He really, he he's... Put- He's great. He put out a video this weekend too, promoting it and sending it kind of like hit my socials. But he's like, Hey, everybody in Minnesota, I'll be in Maplewood doing this book signing. And what you know, you never know. I might just come shopping with you. He just seems like a really down to earth guy. Obviously, he's saying that to get you to come, but like, he's like, Asterix, I may not come shopping with you, but you never know. I might. He just seems like a really fun guy. I I would agree with that, Grant. He looks like fun. Okay. So I um, don't know about you guys, but I've rented a few cars lately and I'm, you know, Crashing my rental cars, and I've had quite a few fun experiences in the last month. I feel like I really can't. It's been it. crazy. But in the newer cars, um, and I told you this when we went to Wilmington, um, North Carolina, that you need a different USB cord now, and you need different things. But you can't just turn on the dial and turn on the radio, or turn on a dial and turn up a heat. Everything you have to operate from like an iPad screen, and it's like. So dangerous when you're driving. If you want to turn your heat up or down, there's not just a knob. You have to go to the heat, to the screen, to the Hawaii seat. Hawaii doesn't have any of the new new cars. They don't so have the new. Still, we're still rolling with rolling with your home. Twenty twenties and twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. No, it's terrible. So they are new car. Um, manufacturers are going to be pulling back from the flat screen. It's cheap for them to put in a flat screen, Mm -hmm. but you have to go three deep to find the heat, you know? Uh And they're realizing it's like texting and driving. I've been saying this for years. I am too, Grant. I hate it. I I want a knob. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because you know... I have so many things I could say. I there. know, but it's the truth. The technology is Polished or rough? They're bringing back the dials. Yeah. Because they're saying Good. this is just, it's nutty because... Don't make it be so hard. Well, if you're saying that a touchscreen cell phone is too distracting, how is a touchscreen in your car, car just as not distracting? To put on your seat heater. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, nothing is available at ease, you no. know? So I'm so glad. Me too. I'm so glad about that. That's something where technology went to 
too far. <laughs> um, true. Happy birthday, World Wide Web. WWW, 30 years old today. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Remember when we started? We first had an intranet. Yeah. Intranet. And then we went to the World Wide Web. Uh, and then we had Y2K. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we had iPhones. And that's the rest of the story. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for MSP Airport. Okay, so I have a story to tell you. you yes. Guys. So Casey is uh, going on a quick trip to Bozeman with your mom mm-hmm. on Friday and want to drive and par- you know leave the car out there. And he's like... What should I do? I said, go to MSPAirport.com, and I know you, you're going to want to do the quick ride ramp because it's the best price. Yes. And also for your mom, because maybe it's busy out there and you don't want to be far back in a ramp, this way the ramp will come around, the The bus shuttle comes around 24-7. He figured it out. I didn't have to help him once. It's so easy to pre-book your parking. Yes, and he knows exactly, and he got the QR code, and he was happy with the price, because he had figured it out that an Uber was going to be more than parking right. for that quick of a trip. I so, love it. And that's the one off of Highway 5 and Post Road. Right, and they but have the 24-hour shovel. Yeah, just msbairport.com to find out how to do Well, people have started arriving at, uh, at the Met, and uh, the first one on the carpet was Lala Anthony. BTS, the whole band was there. I'm sure the, I don't know where the army was. And then Chloe Feynman appears to be the third one, and she's on SNL. Okay, how can the whole BTS band I, be there? Is the I one already guess. out of his well, military not, except service? Except for the one. Well, right. one member, he did get, uh, didn't he get a couple days vacation for performing so or something? So he would go to one, the Met two, Gala? Three, four, five, six. Yeah, there's seven of them. Yeah, because so, yeah, the main guy, Jin, did that performance for the military, and I believe he got like two or three days leave. Maybe he's using that right now right, for this. Right. I, I would doubt that that's what he would use it for, but you never know. You never know. I mean, it's the first time they've been invited. And then, so we'll kind of be updating you. We're going to talk about the Met Gala a little bit later as things get going. But I am curious because, you know, we're coming down to the wire at midnight tonight. The writers. And the studios need to come to an agreement. Oh. Otherwise, we're going. The, the writers are going on strike. Yes, they are. And here's the uh, thank you, Variety, for putting together everything we need to know about this possible shutdown. We don't know if there's going to be a strike or not. The two sides are continuing to negotiate. It could uh, reach an agreement before the contract expires. I always love the boom, you know. The, Midnight, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, Ooh. does our contract expire yes. at midnight on the day? You know, I've never really known to ask, but um, not that we're going on strike. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's no shortage of people in Hollywood who are saying a strike is inevitable. The studios have to operate as if it will happen, and the writers have to show they're not afraid of a strike either. It. But it's not... We don't know who's posturing for maximum leverage. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst is the advice. But if there's a strike, what shows go off first? Jimmy Kimmel, The Tonight Show, Real Time with Bill Maher, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Weekly, The Daily, Daily Show, SNL, Last Week Tonight, anything with writers that are writing on the daily. All those shows have writers that produce up to the last moment. Without writers, they'll be forced into reruns. Now, viewers might not notice too many disruptions for quite a while. Shows that have already been produced but not yet 
broadcasts have They're already wrapped camp. up. Right, yeah, right, right. Law and Order. Um, you think you FBI <laughs> and FBI Most Wanted are scheduled to shoot in New York this okay. week. Uh, Billions is supposed to uh, be shooting in New York this right. week. So kind of that that stuff they don't know. But um, so, and you know, that for for our world, the writer's strike with our late night love. Yeah. And it's really, and even other entertainment, daily entertainment oh. shows um, rely, you know, yes, so much I'm, on that. Yes. So I'm kind of vaguely remembering that writer's strike that we went through. I know, in like 2007 or something, something like yeah, that. And we ago. did not appreciate that, it. No, no. We, we did not. And the strike would begin tomorrow morning. Oh, is when it okay. would break. Uh-huh. So let's pay those writers. In the 2007 2008 WGA strike, um, the talks broke down but restarted after the contract expired and the strike didn't begin until five days after the expiration date. But the Guild and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers could agree to extend the contracts and right. keep talking. So that's a possibility. And, um, Film production, you know, if a movie already has a completed script, it shouldn't be a problem. But if anything needs rewriting, right? no WGA uh, writer would be available. And a strike that lasts several months would very much impact uh, movies. And um, reality shows, news, sports, the interview-based talk shows, and other non-scripted, they're not affected by the WGA agreement and will continue. And even... Some scripted production could continue because the WGA can't stop showrunners to come in and work as the producer. Got Um, it. So for them, it's kind of, you know, it'll come up to be everyone's individual thing. But hopefully they're going to settle. But of course, what do the writers want? They want money. Money, money. They want money. They want a sea change in their compensation. They want more for the weekly minimum. Yeah. The guild, and they want to rewrite the formula for streaming residuals. And it should be because that's so much has moved to streaming. Yes. Off of network. I think that makes sense. Yeah. They want a minimum staffing level for TV writers' rooms. They want writers to work a guaranteed minimum number of weeks per show. Oh, I like that. And they want provisions um, that writers be involved in production and post-production so that writers get producing experience. Oh. So, and they want a provision that would protect the writer's compensation and credits from encroachment by AI. A good call. Okay, this is a big thing right now. And if you haven't, you know, it's everywhere. AI is everywhere. And AI is taking over social media. AI is taking over all the... In schools, you know, they're ready. The AI is something I, our government needs to regulation, have a division. and they don't. And that was actually brought up on Bill Maher. He brought that up oh. this last Friday about how he was talking with Elon, and oh, he was saying, please. "I know that interview was so bad. It was bad, but I do what agree is a with woke mind virus. I, those two, were, those must two have were been having smoking a big doobie before they got out. They there. were, but, but the but bottom line is, this is a huge the, issue for yeah. all of us. And the writers are not seeking to forbid the use of AI in screenwriting. Oh, okay. Um, they just want a provision that will protect their compensation and credit. Um, and I get that. If, if the writers go on strike, it won't be for any <laughs> one or two of these issues. 
but all of the yeah. above. Good for them. So they yeah. want the credit, but they also want the help. And I. you e. saw this with the Drake song that an AI rewrote. There's yeah. multiple songs that There's have come out. There's a ton out. of songs, and you don't yeah. know, and then no one's getting credit. It's just a computer. It's scary. It is, and the WGA has said the studios have made small moves in a few areas. But remember, they've like 87% agreed to strike. Yeah, they have. Really? Okay. Yeah. I feel like they're going to come up, up with a decision tonight. I really do. Or maybe they'll agree, let's keep talking. Yeah. yeah for We're so close. Yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, because they, as if they need, um, you know. The AI thing, though, with them. The AI freaks me out. Because, you know, you could have. That's a minor thing in I the know. writing on but this. It's... Because they need to get caught up. On the writing that's being with done the and the residual and everything. The yeah, yeah. They're yeah. trying to correct what was passed. Right. Because the last time um, that the contract was negotiated was 2017. Okay. Well, streaming was Very that, yeah. just starting. So it's that is to me their biggest. I mean, I, the thing they're fighting for. I well, agree. They, yeah. I mean, they are fighting for several, they're fighting for yeah. about six different things. Wow. So the AI is at the bottom of the list. It is. It's just a them. creepy one. Yeah. For them, because they're trying to play catch up right. on all the money they're missing out on, mm-hmm. on shows. And also, you know, the notorious, you know, how long writers stay yeah. and they're writing and writing and writing, right. you know, like you think of SNL, the writers on that. I mean, just oh. brutal hours. Yeah. 12, 13, 14 hours. But so. they love it. They love, that's a big credit to their, I was writer on SNL. I mean, that's a big one. Yeah, but they also want to get paid. Yeah, well, they don't want to get paid for eight hours. Of course. Yeah. I hope you're right on that. Like, if they can't come to something, at least, like you said, maybe they're close and they can extend it. They can extend I it like because that. we would be so sad with the late night shows. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh. All of that. Sounds horrible. Yeah. It Any, sounds horrible. Anyway, is, did anyone watch Citadel? Did anyone I loved try it? it? Did I you sample it? Okay. Loved it. We loved it. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. My it, mom says she couldn't follow it and she... It's it's easy to follow, Lori. It's violent. Yeah. Okay. It's oh, violent. Okay. It's um it's it's not hard to follow. It's more hard if you don't like violence. Yeah, maybe that's because right. it's um, you know, it is more violent than the, like is it like the gray man kind of that kind espionage of, kind of that but it's good yeah okay. it's got a good twist to it okay. i we loved it okay and it's on prime i mean it was really good yeah so and it didn't it nice. kept it kept you thinking all yeah. right yeah stanley tucci's in it oh stanley i know it love him. i would love him <laughs> Love, love, love him. He and was, Richard Madden, you know, he, he did he loved a little him video too. with uh, Stanley Tucci today. Um, they did, they're sitting in a restaurant or a bar, two martinis in front of them. They're not saying much. It's sort of an awkward silence, followed by this very quiet chatter. Finally, they cheers and take a sip. And a bit later, Madden jokes, join us next week when we have dialogue. So people are wondering, is Richard Madden going to be <laughs> the next Bond? Oh, and, you know, I don't know, but he's, he's so good. in it. In he is in Citadel. it. This, yeah. I'm telling you, the Citadel, if you want to have some fun tonight and okay. have nothing to do, it was good. Okay. We liked it. All right. Mm-hmm. Who's we? Jeff and I. Oh, okay. I'm married, you know. <laughs> <Still>. <laughs> we looked at each other Who's yesterday we? on the couch. 
We're still married. Still no, married. I married you, and I didn't even know you, but yep, we're here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. Love uh, him. Anyway, yeah, he is. Who's we? Yeah, that's, that's just so classic. Yeah. Who, who is we? Yeah. 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 Follow along yeah. with the bouncing ball. Well, I'm just like, you know, you know. I know. But yeah. I got, that's funny. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going to give you crap for that. Yeah. Little while. Yeah, Richard Madden. <laughs> it's good, you guys. You'll like yeah. it. Yeah. All right, very good. Listen, we come back. We're going to Hollywood speak. This, I don't even know how a movie... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Studio could put these words in writing. <laughs> Grant you for Hoffman Weber Construction. They're your hometown experts for over 30 years when it comes to siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. And not only that, they are friends here with my talk for years. Mike and the Hoffman Weber show on Sundays was a big part of our family here. And now I get the honor to tell you about Hoffman Weber Construction every single day. Now, I met with the crew, Jason. We got a lot of good people over there. Christine, there is nothing like those guys over there. And the biggest thing, too, they have an amazing showroom in New Brighton just off at 35W. And did I mention that it's kid and dog friendly? So when you're looking to give your home that exterior facelift that it may need, check them out because Hoffman Weber Construction will take care of you. And not only will they take care of you, they have the showroom to show you what your home could look like. The biggest thing here, you're not going to find a one-stop, high-pressure close here. They are going to take the time to make sure that you are taken care of because it's a big investment. So start out right now and make sure you get your free home in-home consultation at hwconstruction.com. All right. Okay. What's the headline? Um, here, here's so following the flashes screening at CinemaCon, reporters and people took at the screening took to social media to rave about it. This is a movie, Flash. The Flash. Okay. The Flash. Okay. And um, the long delayed, much whatever, The Flash. Anyway, it's in the DC universe. And after the screening, Volter caught up with the co-chair person and CEO of Warner Brothers Film Group. And they asked the studio if they had a plan in place for how they were going to speak to the press since Ezra Miller went on a terror of allegedly assaulting, abusing, kidnapping, grooming, stealing, and harassing people. Yes. And he, they checked into a treatment facility, tried apologizing a bunch of times, but it's been a big disaster. So they asked the studio, this Mike DeLuca, um, how they were going to speak to the press. Here's the quote. In a weird way... It's not a PR-driven film, so we don't necessarily have to put Ezra out in front. Nah. <laughs> Since when is a big-budget movie filmed on this earth not a PR-driven movie? And one of the biggest DC movies of all time. Of all, I, what? Basically, what he's saying is our movie's going to work even without, yeah. we're never going to have him be in public, period. Yeah, we're not letting him We're go. not letting him talk to anybody. The movie's going to sell anyway. People are going to go to it no matter what. We're well, not recasting. Well, I mean, the movie is made, but I mean, The Flash isn't a PR-driven movie. This Flash had a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Sure, Jan. Yeah. 
Okay, Jan, we believe you. <laughs> I don't like you using Jan. Well, you know Brady Bunch. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, Jan. Right, Jan. Anyway, yeah. what Mike means is everybody is already talking about the movie yes. enough already, and they don't need to add to the raging storm. They yeah, we're not gonna, they, and, he's going to be hidden. And we're going to try and Tom Cruise him. And exactly, that's what they did with this second trailer. If you saw the first trailer, it was heavy Ezra. Because okay. it, and, and then this new released one that they just put out last week, Ezra Miller in that trailer maybe has five shots visible. Yeah. It's all Michael Keaton. It's all Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck. And it's all Supergirl. They are now pushing. They're doing everything they can without saying anything like, hey, we're not recasting him. But he him. basically said that when asked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't need him and we're hiding him under a <laughs> exactly. stairwell because he is dangerous and yeah. scary. Nobody believes it's not a PR driven right. movie yeah. because yeah. that is absolute <laughs> bunk. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Okay, so um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I know. Goodness. I know what this is going to be. The saint of pretentious divorce saints. She um, remember when she um, and we, announced we that disagreed she, about this very strongly that day. This came out. Remember, what? conscious uncoupling. Conscious uncoupling. Yeah, we had a big disagreement. I remember you and I when this first came out because it's just such a bunch of hooey as far I, I, as the wording and it because it came from Gwyneth Paltrow like she fine. was the but if first, it would have come from in, in but I'm just saying that people have been consciously uncoupling co- for a correct. long time she and put people, a name on it and, and and tried to own it like she didn't she finally according to people now she's like I definitely here's what she said because it was coined by an author Catherine Woodward Thomas in 2009 but Gwyneth um had this to say to People Magazine, I definitely did not coin the phrase, but I feel despite taking quite a lot of bleep for when we announced it all these years ago, I feel very proud that we were able to maybe make some divorces a little bit easier, a little bit happier. This doesn't bug me like it bugs you. It makes me feel pretty proud when people come up to me on the streets. Okay, that's where you know she's lying. When is Gwyneth in the street? You mean on the (laughs) sidewalk between her car and a store? I don't believe anyone ever comes up to Gwyneth Paltrow. She doesn't talk to the peasants. But this could even be colleagues. This could even be peers, Lori. I I do think, and I'm just going to say this because I've differed from you since day one on this one. I think Gwyneth is pretentious. I think she is everything, everything. But I also think, even though she didn't coin the word conscious uncoupling. She drinks her own Kool-Aid for sure. She does. That's fine. (laughs) But, But the idea of putting your children first... That's not what she said, yeah. Julia. So don't try and add. I just don't. I disagree with you on this one, though. It, it I sounds think, like, just as dumb now as it did then. Okay. Conscious uncoupling means you screwed up and your marriage didn't work. You it's it. it no, didn't it doesn't. Work. It means you're getting a divorce. Okay. But you're getting you're a not divorce. Consciously uncoupling. Okay. You're consciously uncoupling. <laughs> You're doing it deliberately. You know we're what you're doing. We're getting a divorce and we're going to try to get along. Yeah. That's what it means. But it's just so pretentious. I mean, she is determined to still give herself a pat on the back for that. Uh, it's She didn't have a headline for a week, Lori. Uh, 
<laughs> she had kind of did there for a minute with when she spoke with Rachel McAdams. Oh, wait. And this was something people here, what come was up to her in the street or her assistants that work at Goop and Disguises. <laughs> okay, you're so funny. Okay. You're so okay, funny. Okay, Justin Thoreau is yes. giving interviews because his show White House Plumbers with Woody Her- uh, Harrelson starts tonight on HBO. And, and this is about the uh, water. The, we're going back to Watergate, kids. Yes. Um, but he Again. Pl- plays G. Gordon Liddy or E. Howard Hunt. I can't remember which one, but he's on the red carpet. And here's a couple of things. I talked to Jen. I don't talk about Jen. Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he says, it's much more fun not being in a public relationship. So well. Oh, jeez. I know. Oh, jeez. I get it. That's so good. I talk to Jen. I don't talk about mm-hmm. Jen. Stop right there. And mm-hmm. then don't say it's much more fun yeah. not being right. in a public relationship. Yeah, you could have That stopped. basically <laughs> says it's not. It's much more fun not being with Jennifer Aniston. And I, yeah, and I always think it's interesting that they always report on these two like they actually married when they never actually they got married. That's true. You know, they never actually got married. They never had to get divorced. Oh. Yeah. I didn't actually know. It was... It was... Kind of cuckoo. You need paperwork. (laughs) As a woman who just got married. Who's the we? Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Who's the we? Kim Kardashian posted a photo this morning. Mm -hmm. She showed off this lavish room. There were three massage beds, white rose petals, countless bouquets of flowers, dozens of lit candles, Custom balloons. She's in a hotel room. Yeah, that's a Carl Lagerfeld. But here's what she captions. How sweet is North for surprising me with this for us to relax before the Met? All the flowers. She's nine years old and she's, she arranged for the flower and balloon arrangements for her mother. No I'm, way. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is this mean there's going to be a nine-year-old at the Met Gala? I not. I wouldn't oh. be surprised. Okay, so back to Shoe wow. Pat the Cat, Carl Lagerfeld. Shoe Pat's not. He's in a, uh, our second person who walked, Chloe Feynman. Her bag is, is a, a little pink cat Shoe Pet yeah, bag. Yeah, Shoe Pet on her Insta handle let us know that she would be slurping a bowl of milk in her hotel room with one of her two maids. She okay. will not be making a an appearance, but yeah. <laughs> Cam got a lot of pushback on social media, and people were like, uh, hello, there's no way Northwest arranged this. That's hysterical. I yeah, know. there's no way. How sweet. I don't know. I I have anxiety for that kid. That kid is so I, has so much responsibility, because her mom tweeted something last week, oh, we're best friends, and I think, she's your daughter. She can't be your best friend, too, until she's 30 or 25. You know what I mean? She's your daughter. Yeah, I feel like... I just love this girl of mine or something like that. For us to relax before the Met, I feel like North is going to the Met Gala. Laura, you might be right. Read the sentence one more time. How sweet is North for surprising me with this for us to relax before the Met? Oh, she probably is going. There you go. Because last year she went with Pete Davidson. Yep. She's probably really missing him. He's totally in love. Yes, he is. There wasn't a Met Gala the year before. Um, but then she's inoculated against anyone maybe saying anything because she and North will be matchy-matchy. Oh, my God. It's putting all of us who want to be Judge Judy of fashion in a dilemma. Because it'll be, we will, we don't want to criticize a nine-year-old, but I really don't think a nine-year-old belongs at the Met. No, but Dua dollars a ticket. Dua Lipa has just arrived. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, 
Yeah. We got to go. But anyway, right, don't go. be surprised if you see Kim and her date. I don't think North. a nine-year-old should be at the match. I just don't. I agree. I don't. What else? What do you expect? And was uh, had a 3 a.m. <laughs> Met Gala. Uh, Fitting again? Cartier looking at the jewelry. She's going to show up really blended out. All right. We'll All be right. back. We'll be back.